Well, I'm going to come over here and preach. At least all these people over here are ready for the Word. Anybody ready? Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you for... Bredina, Arabia, Akeha Eko E. Akeha Eko E. Akeha Eko E. Amahalaki Tindalaha E. Ekana E. Yaha Eku E. Ako E. Kehane. Nana Nane, Bamela Tikiri, Mahina Dehise. Now you've heard it said. You've heard it said and you've heard it preached that they that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. But what does it mean? I have given you a system that is foolproof. I have given to your hands the same ability I had when I walked the earth. I listened for the promptings of my Father. I only went where he said go. I only did what he said do. And I never missed it. I never missed it one time. It is possible to live on this planet and never miss God. It is possible. And I've given that ability to you today in this place. For in this place today, I am showing you and leading you and guiding you by my spirit into a better place than you've ever been before in your life. Each and every one of you, I have a path for you that is better than the path that you're on now. But I need you to listen to what it is I'm saying to you. And I will show you what to do. You'll not be in the dark. You'll not walk around not knowing what to do. You'll know fully what to do, where to go, how to talk. And I will show you and you fulfill the destiny I have on your life. But today, you will hear this. Today, you will walk in the light of this. Today, you will understand this, says the Holy Ghost. Well, I always like it when he helps me with a sermon. Amen? Amen. Isn't God good? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we're going to, I'm going to talk to you a little more today about being led by the person called the Holy Ghost. Let me back up for a minute and explain to you what has happened in the world. Many of you in here remember the beginning of what we call the charismatic renewal. Many of you remember going to a denominational church. I remembered uh, Betty, May, uh, Melanie, Sandy, they all went to uh, Lockhart United Methodist. Many of you, how many of y'all in here, by the raise your hands, went to, at some point you're younger, a, a denominational church? See, look around here at all the people in this room, many, most, most of the people in the room. And, and yet, at that time, that's all there was. Then, but there was Pentecostal churches. And Pentecostal churches at that time, uh, uh, Pentecost came out of Methodism. Um, John Wesley, uh, Methodists were considered um, holiness people. They were, they were the original holiness. So when Pentecostals, when Methodists got filled with the Spirit, they became Pentecostal holiness people. And uh, they had more of a philosophy of live right than other 
not, not that other denominations didn't live right, but, but, but they were very much into what, the way you dress and, and makeup and hair and all that other stuff. So we had a move of God, a, a Pentecostal move of God, and it, was, and it stayed in Pentecostal churches. It, most people did not attend a Pentecostal church because most of your denominational churches were the nice brick block buildings in town. And your Pentecostals were the little wooden things right outside of town. And most people wasn't going to venture outside of town to go down to the little. And, of course, the rumors that you heard where they handle snakes and you never know what they'll do. They, they, they flop around on the floor like a fish. and So you wouldn't be caught dead walking in one of them. Amen. So somewhere around uh, the 40s or the 50s in America, more the 50s, maybe 50s and 60s, people like Kenneth Hagin, who, who started off Baptist and then went Assemblies of God, the Lord's begin to deal with these people to get out of their churches and go in a neutral location. When they did, they took what we call the faith and word movement into denominational churches. That meant that all of those guys that wouldn't go to those little white churches started coming to meetings. Copeland, Hagen, um, um, uh, Vicki Jameson, um, Many of, I mean, there's a lot of them. Y'all know who I'm talking about. And y'all would go to the meetings and hear the word, and they sang songs out of the Bible. This is the day that the Lord hath made. And you sang scripture and you heard the word of God. And that was the beginning of what we call the charismatic renewal. That is when many denominational people were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues. And they came back to their churches, and at that time in America, not all, but many of them said that tongues was of the devil, and a big divide took place, and these people came out of those churches and started their own. They called them non-denominational churches, or they called them charismatic churches, and we started what was known as faith and word churches. Now, Kenneth Hagin came along and began preaching, make sure that everything you're doing is based on the word. And I don't know whether y'all have been around long enough, but I've been to churches before where the people that come in, nobody had a Bible. The only one who had a Bible was preacher. And, and you believed what he said or you didn't, you didn't know anything. He said, well, the preacher said. So people like Kenneth Hagin came along and said, bring your Bibles. Check out what I'm saying. Learn the word yourself. And we started what is referred to as a word movement. Is it in the word? What does the word have to say about that? That movement's still going on today. Before Brother Hagin died, went home to be with Jesus, he didn't really die because, you know, if you're born again, you don't die. You just change addresses. He said, there is a move of God that will be lost to this generation if I don't teach them. There are elements of Pentecost that God does not want lost. All right, let's talk about a couple of them. Tongues and interpretation. Prophecy. Special faith. Gifts of the Holy Ghost. Now, in many, even Rhema churches today, those things don't happen. Y'all are quiet. Did y'all do that on purpose? Or are you just listening? I want to tell you the reason why. And let me, let me share with something with you. Just listen to my heart. Easy 
easy to get used to the program. You say, well, we don't have a program. Yeah, it's not written down, but we have one. It's, it's two fast songs. It's two slow songs. Take up the offering. Sometimes it's short, sometimes it's a little long. Pastor's going to get up. Everybody's going to greet each other, pat each other on the back, hug each other. Pastor's going to preach 30, 45 minutes, sometimes a long hour and goes over. We never know what he's going to do. And then we're going to go out and have some um, tacos, maybe a cup of coffee, and we're going to go home. Now, we might not have a bulletin, but we're going to do that every week. And after a while, you got to where you can do that blindfolded. That's right. Amen. And listen, and just, 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 we're becoming a denomination. And we're, lo- we're losing something. I'm not talking about us. We're, I'm not, not just, just us. I'm talking about the body of Christ as a whole. And what did Brother Hagin mean when he said, there's a move that'll be lost to this generation if we don't teach them? Now, one of the reasons for that is this. We've been taught, and, and, I, and I, want you to, I want you to say this with your mouth. Say, I am listening. We have been taught to go by the word, the word, the word. And, and that's correct. That's correct. You want to know what to do, it's here. But not everything is in here. That's offensive to people. Pastor word of life and a pop car, go down to Miami. That's not in here. Is it? Where are you supposed to go? What are you supposed to be doing? That's not in the Bible. There's a little more to God. This is a standard. This is a standard. And we don't, Holy Ghost is not going to take you past the Bible. But I'm going to show you that there's a move of God that we're going to lose unless you allow me to take you. I can't take you if you don't want to go. If you want to come to church and do your stint, if you've already got lunch planned, I mean, you need to be out of here 15 till. We know you sometimes go to 12, but you've actually got about, you know, 43 minutes. And we're out of here. Come on. What if God wanted to do something? Well, he's got 43 minutes to get it done because we're gone. There's more to God than that. Now, I'm not proposing we wall, fall on the floor and roll up and down and waller. And, but I'm going to tell you, there's a little bit more to God than just... Kenneth T.L. Osborne made a statement one time, and I want you to listen to this. If there's not signs and wonders and miracles in your church, you have a country club. You have gone to a philosophy of ministry. And, and you know what, you know why? You know why this happens? Because you have a flesh. And it's not saved. You're not bad. Not a bad person in this room. But everybody in this room has a flesh. Now listen to Paul. Because I want y'all to understand that you're, you can't go through life pretending that your flesh 
likes the things of God. It does not. (laughs) Look around the room at who isn't here. They got scripture that says be here. But they also got a flesh. Don't shout me down. And we know where you were last week too, you old carnal thing, you. Now listen, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, Paul said, I keep my body under. The apostle Paul had to keep his flesh under. Because there's a part of you that goes, how long are we going to pray? No, I'm hungry. And it'll be that way till the day you die. And the day that you no longer have those desires, look around, you're dead. Are you in 1 Corinthians chapter 2? I'm going to start with verse 6, even though I told you verse 10. Listen. However we speak a wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age or the rules of this age who are coming to nothing. We speak a wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom of God ordained before the angels for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew it. Had they known it, they would not crucify the Lord to glory. As it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered the heart of man things God has prepared for him. That is an Old Testament scripture. But verse 10 starts with but. Even though it eye has not seen nor ear heard entered the heart of man what God has for them, God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God but the spirit of God. Listen to me. You don't know anything in the Bible unless God showed it to you. That is the reason why you can read a scripture and read it and read it and read it and read it. And one day you read it and go, oh my God, did you see that? You can't get it out of there if he hadn't given it to you. He's going to show you or you don't know it. You're born again because he showed you. If he hadn't showed it to you, you wouldn't have got that. We got 80% of the people don't even come to church. They have no clue who God is. They have zero knowledge of God. Not a dimple. Nothing. Wouldn't know him from Adam's house cat. And you can tell by watching their lives, they don't know God. All right, now let's move on because I want to read this to you. I want you to get this. No one knows the things of a man except the spirit of man. Nobody knows you but you. You, you may walk into church and go, hi, everybody, praise the Lord, hallelujah, Jesus is good. You're dying inside. Only one knows it's you. Nobody knows that unless you tell. So he's telling you. The only one that knows God is the Holy Ghost. The only one that knows God is the Holy Ghost. Kenneth Hagin don't know God, but the Holy Ghost showed him. Kenneth Copeland don't know God. Quit following men. God uses men. Follow God. That's a powerful word. Folks, that's powerful. There is not anybody on television that knows everything you need for your life. I'm going to say that again. You're going to get it. You don't know a preacher that has what you need. But you do know God the Holy Ghost, and he knows everything you need. Now, he might use Copeland. He might use Hagen. He might use me, but he might not. Come on, y'all. I'm trying to help us. 
little more to Christianity than reading books. You're not getting everything you need from books. You better read the book and you better pray in the spirit while you're reading it. That's why we're going. We're going somewhere today. You're going, I'm weird. Well, let's see if we can adjust that just a little tad bit. Verse 12. Now we've received not the spirit of the world, but the spirits from God. So we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Does God want you to know them? You bet he does. These things we speak, not in words that man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now you come to church and there's times you're sitting here and I'm preaching and the Holy Ghost shows you something and that ain't got nothing to do with what I was preaching. Who's talking to you? Holy Ghost. There's times that I'll sit there and watch Crystal. She's taking notes. I'll bet you if I grabbed her notes, there's things in there I didn't say. I'll bet you every one of y'all in the room. I do it all the time. I'm listening to somebody preach, and I'm taking notes, and I'm thinking, yeah, God, that's good. Yeah, babe. Woo, woo. I need to know that. All of us have experienced this. Now, verse 14, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, their foolishness to him. Now, we understand that he is talking here about the fact that there are people on the earth that are not born again, and the things of God, they look at you like you have lost your mind. You go down there to that church, you give that preacher your old money, what in the world are you doing? And they run aisles and jump pews and shout and holler, what kind of foolishness is that? The natural man does not know God. But not only is he talking about an unsaved person, he's also talking about a Christian here. There is a natural side of you that does not know God. You just mentioned the word fast. And your body goes, you are talking to someone else. Someone asked me, Pastor, do you ever call this church to a fast? No. I, 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 don't, don't get mad at it. I, I doubt. I doubt that I could get in the pulpit and tell you that God told me to tell you all to miss breakfast and you'd do it. I can't even get you to tell you to come to church and you do it. And, I, and don't get mad at me. I'm going to go racial on you. White people are the worst. They are independent. Black people, Spanish people, Mexicans have a way more submissive attitude than Caucasians. Shirley, say it one more time, honey. It is true. Because I had a black preacher come one day and he told his church, let's go to Morgan's church. You know who came? Everybody in his church. I stood up and said, let's go. Two people from this church went with me. <laughs> embarrassed me. It embarrassed me. I, he said, Morgan, I said, don't take no such No, we white. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad. I understand it. Y'all don't want to hear that. 
It's the truth. There's an independence in us that's kind of, that's enough of that. God told me to stop. That was enough. Aren't you glad to listen to the Holy Ghost? It is. Christians are like washing cats. So I have to be real careful what I say we're going to do. Because when I say we, it's usually me and Lisa and about three other people. We're going to have a day where we clean up the church grounds. Eight people show up. Somebody say good preaching, Pastor. It's the the truth, honest to God. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness. There, There is things about the Holy Ghost that people just go, that don't make any sense to me. Getting people to follow the Holy Ghost is not very easy to do. You got to lead them and coach them and talk to them because this is what comes up. That makes no sense to me. Tongues. When we first introduce tongues to the body of Christ, they're going, well, God knows what we're praying about. I don't see the need to do that. It was very hard to get people to pray in the Spirit. Even the ones of y'all that are speaking tongues, it's really difficult to get you to pray. I don't see the need for that. Don't go quiet on me. We'll be here all day. I, I can, I'll take the clock off the wall. Take it off. Now, let's look at this. Come on, I got some, I got some place I'm going. I'm going some places. It's fixing to get better. Let me read this again. So the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness to him. How can he know them? They're spiritually understood. The only way you're going to get them is Holy Ghost. The spiritual, he who spiritual judges all things, he himself was rightly judged by no one. Who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Now, I'm going to say something to y'all right now, and I want you to hear what I'm about to say. It's going to be a wild statement. You have two minds in you. Yeah, surely you have two minds in you. Crystal, you got two minds in you. Did you know that? You have your mind. Now, you remember when the rich man was in hell and he said, remember? He's not using his brain. I didn't say you had God's brain in you. I said you had his mind. So not only do you have your mind... You got God's mind in you. There's two minds inside of you. One of them knows more than the other. Who is it? Which one is it? It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you a story now, and I think that my illustration is going to make a very, very powerful impact in your life. Years ago, when I began to fly airplanes... I went out to the Orlando country and got what we call a VFR rating, visual flight rules. Now, what that means, I get an airplane, as long as it's sunny and I can see where I'm going, I'm allowed to get an airplane going where I want to go, within reason, 
There's, there's laws on where you can and can't go. Okay. So I'm flying around. But the moment that the weather turns sour, I got to park it. They take you out and prove to you that your senses, your, you, you don't, your feelings lie to you. I can put you in an airplane right now. You won't believe what I'm going to tell you, but it's true. I can put you in an airplane and I can make you think you're turning right and we are turning left. I can fly along and you'll think we're climbing and we're descending. Your senses are not accurate. Your feelings are not accurate. They lie. And so they will tell you that the average lifespan of a man in an airplane in a cloud is three minutes and you will die. Because you can't see and you will go by the way you feel and your feelings will lie and you will die. I'm telling you the truth. Because they take you out and they take you up at night and they get you disoriented and they prove it to you. They're going to scare you into don't you ever get in a cloud. And you won't. When they get done with you, you won't get in one. Because you know you can't come out of it alive. My dad used to fly with the Marine Corps for 20 years. He said one day he was flying along and his instrument said he was upside down. He, kept, he took something out and banged on it. Why is his instrument screwed up? And he popped out of the cloud and he was upside down. You said, I would know. No, you wouldn't. No, you would not. When you get in an airplane, I want, you to watch, I want you to watch what I'm doing with my hands. When you take an airplane and you turn it into a right bank, after you get over past 45 degrees, you've got to take the yoke, the steering wheel, and turn it to the left to keep it from rolling upside down. So I want you to get a mental image. I'm flying along. A man hands me a plane, and the yoke is to the left. And he says, what would you do to correct it? I'd say, well, I'd straighten up. What happens when you turn an airplane to the right and you're in a right bank? You die. Y'all are quiet. Because your physical sense, you have to train yourself to believe what the panel says. One more time. When that, when that, heart, when that uh, um, HSI says that you're level, you're level. When, when the altimeter says you're at 6,000 feet, you're at 6,000 feet. When the, when the VSI says you're descending 500 feet a minute, you're going down. I don't care how you feel. There are six gauges there, and you've got to learn to scan them in order to know where you are and how you're doing. That's what it means to learn to walk by the word. This is your instrument panel. Are y'all out there? All right, so you, we've been training you for years that if this says by his stripes you're healed, God heard you. How do you feel? Don't matter. He heard me. How am I doing? I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. We've learned to fly by the word, haven't we? Are we doing good with this? Come on, help me out. Are we learning the word of God? We've learned the word of God. But there's a little more to it than that. Because when you're flying around in the soup, there's two other things you need to consider. First, there's weather you can't see, and there's other airplanes up there too. Now we have another problem. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. 
I left here in a Cherokee 6, took off from Orlando country, and I'm flying a preacher down into Mexico. I'm not going to jump the Gulf. I did that later. But today I'm flying around over Louisiana and down over Texas and down over into Brownsville, Texas, and jumped over into, into Mexico and went to Mexico to, to take this preacher. When I got over um, Tallahassee, I went into the soup. That means I'm in the weather. Now, I'm a good pilot. I'm flying along at, at 7,000 feet. So I'm going to give you all a little aviation here. Every time an airplane flies west, they're always flying at odd altitudes, 7, 9, 11. When they're flying east, they're always flying even altitudes, 6, 8, 10, 12. Do you all see that? That's how they kind of separate people. It's one of the ways. So I'm flying along at 7,000 feet. I'm minding my own business just kind of long. I can hear the airplane. Instruments are doing good. Airplane's doing good. Uh, And all of a sudden on the radio comes a voice. It's a man sitting in a building with a radar. There are buildings around America with these huge screens. There's one that international... And every airplane in Florida is, they have, they're tracking it in that room. There's a man sitting there and he has Central Florida on a screen and he can tell you every airplane and the tail number of it and how high they are and how fast they're moving. And he's separating planes from each other. When you fly internationally, coming into international. Are you aware that when you fly over Executive Airport, you are at 2,000 feet and there are airplanes at 1,600 feet under you? And they better not pop up. Thank you all for y'all's enthusiasm. And this airliner better not go below 2,000. Oh, here's going to, they're going to have, they're going to swap paint and a lot of other stuff. But you don't have to worry about it. They're they're, they're very safe if you'll just listen. So I'm flying along and I'm going to Mexico. And air traffic control, that's the guy with the big blue screen. He comes on and says, oh, one tango climb to 8,000 feet. You have a king air approaching you at 200 knots. At 6,000. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm climbing, baby. I don't see him. There's two of us flying my airplane, me and air traffic control. Well, here's what I'm talking about. There is more to your Christianity than your Bible. I'm not, I'm not excluding that. I'm not saying I'm a pilot. I'm a good pilot. And I'm following the FARs and the regulations are the best of my ability. But there's other issues in the air than me. There's thunderstorms. I don't see them. There's airplanes. I don't see them. There's all kind of stuff happening. I don't see them. I need another set of eyes. Somebody help me. I would like to live. So as long as I stay in contact with this guy on the radio with him, I'm, I'm safe, aren't I? All right, now let me back you up for a minute. 
Should there be more to church than just the word? When do you learn to listen to the still small voice? When do you learn to hear? Do this, don't do that. When do you learn that? You learn it in church. You've got to go to a spirit-filled church that allows the Holy Ghost to move. I said you have to allow it. Because if you come in and you're going, we got 22 minutes and I'm gone, you're already, you're killing us. You've already decided, I don't have time for this. Your spirit man can be desensitized to where you can't hear God. It's not God. He's talking. You remember Elijah? And the thunder and all that. And finally it was a still, small voice. There's a still, small voice in you. And you have to cultivate you, you have to cultivate that. You say, yeah, but the word says, I, I, I get that. But it's illegal for me to fly at 8,000 feet west. But air traffic control told me to fly at 8,000 feet. You know, there's times God will go, I know what Jesus said, but don't do that. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Y'all are looking at me like I've lost my ever-loving mind. Go to Acts 16. Go to Acts 16. We're going to do this. And, and, and don't, 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 don't turn it off. Please don't turn it off. I'm not telling you that we're going beyond the Bible. Thank you for y'all's enthusiasm. You see, today in the church today, it is becoming popular. Even Rhema churches... We don't, we don't allow the gifts of the Spirit in church. I mean, what would someone think? With all the kindness, I don't want that kind of person in here. You're just not, this is not your church. I, I'm not changing the Bible to keep you. You're going to change or, do you all understand that? And this is very modern, it's very common. Every move of God that's ever been in the world, people have killed it. Wesley? Don't don't walk in a Methodist church today looking at what Wesley preached. You won't find it. They're fighting over whether gays should be right. right. You lost your mind, boys and girls. Wesley would roll over in his grave. He saw his church today. What's going to happen to the charismatic movement? Are we becoming a denomination, a dead one? You say, I want God to show up. Well, he wants to show up too. But he ain't showing up until we want him. You got, see, the Holy Ghost is God. All right, are y'all in Acts 16? Now, when we, verse 6, now when we'd gone through Phygia in the region of Galatia, we were forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. I thought Jesus said go in all the world. Come on, help me somebody. Did he, did he or did he not say go in all the world? 
Don't you have a scripture for that? Go in all the world. Holy Ghost said no. Now, he's not saying don't go in all the world. He's not saying that. He is fine-tuning that man and saying, you know what? Listen to me. I got someone else going up there. That's not for you right now. I want you down here. Listen, if you and I do not learn that there is a God in church and his name is Holy Ghost, he knows what the Bible says. He's not stupid. And he's not taking you beyond the Bible, but he's liable to tell you today we're going to do something a little different than your program. All right, I'm going to read another one to you because I've got to go someplace with you. That, and and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. When we had come to Mysia, we tried to go to Bithia or Bithania, but the Spirit didn't permit them. Okay. Passing to Mysia, they came to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul and said, a man of Macedonia pled with him and said, come over to Macedonia and help us. After the vision, immediately they sought to go to Macedonia, concluding the Lord called them to go there. And if you've read it, they got there and got thrown in jail. That couldn't have been God. You know why? Because flesh doesn't like trouble. Flesh does not like everything God does. If the, if the American church has a fault, you'll never suffer if you just don't ever tell anybody about Jesus. I'm going to pray for my neighbors. I'm certainly not going over there. That lady, the last time I went over there, you're not going to believe what she said to me. Well, you big baby. I ain't having no rejection. I don't believe rejection is God. Well, then Paul just flat missed it. <laughs> okay, we got another one. Acts 10. Go to Acts 10. I want you to see there's a little bit more in here than just this one. Are y'all okay? Okay, everybody breathe. I, I'm, I want God to take this church where it's never been before. I can't do it without your cooperation. Acts 10, 9. The next day they went on their journey and they drew near the city. Peter went on the housetop to pray. Good idea. He became very hungry, wanted to eat, and while he was made ready, he fell in a trance. Saw heaven open, an object like a great sheet bound with four corners descending. And there was all kind of four-footed. It was a pig in it, armadillo, catfish, and a buzzard. And a voice said, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And he said, I don't think so. I ain't eating no pig and pork chop, and I certainly ain't eating no buzzard. Well, well, Peter, it's a turkey buzzard. I don't care. It's still a buzzard. And Peter said, not so. No. Peter, eat. Lord, no. <laughs> Y'all will get it. Dance, no. Shout, no. Run, no. I'm going to give you all a revelation. There is a God, and you're not him. Boy, I, 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 I tell you. <laughs> 
I mean, what would really, I mean, just, what would really happen if we had a worship service that went past 22 minutes? I'm, I'm going to tell you, when it happens one day, I want some of y'all to walk up on the stage and walk, look at the crowd. When's he going to preach? We got to be out of here in 12. I hope today's not the damn day. Right <laughs> Ethel, I thought this was a word church. <laughs> oh well. Come on. What what is? That's flesh. I don't see the need. I don't see the reason for that. That's fool. That, oh my God, they're dancing. This was the wrong day to bring my mother-in-law. My God, this is the wrong day. I mean, isn't there a scripture in the Bible about dignity or something in here somewhere? I mean, the only day I got her to come to church and, oh, God, help us. She will never understand what's going on there. That, oh, they're jumping. I don't see the need for that. Oh, no, not tongues. Not tongues. Oh, there goes Maybell. Oh, my God. I knew she'd start. <laughs> Betty May right behind. Oh, no. This, is, this service is going downhill fast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mom, do you want to just go ahead and slip out and it'll be all right? No, I don't. I, this is not my church. I just... <laughs> Can I tell you why God asked you to dance in the spirit? Do y'all want to know? I do too, because I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, guys. I don't know why. Let me, let me throw another one at y'all. This is a hard one. Doesn't God know what you're saying when you pray? Yes. Well, then why in the Sam Hill do we need to raise our voice? And this makes no sense to me. I just think it's foolishness. And I'm not going to, I'm going to pray. God's not deaf. What's happening here? You're carnal. Let me, let me just tell you something. Let me tell you something. What's happening in the spirit? You, you, listen to me. You do not know. You do not know what's in the soup. You do not know what's out there. You do not know what's out there. You're standing in church and the Holy Ghost stands up and goes, tell it to shut up. Don't go. Hush. That devil ain't taking you serious. Yeah, but not here. Well, then where? Come on. That's right. Come on. 
Why? Did y'all understand? I have no idea. I have no idea why. But I've had times when I've sat in my room praying the Holy Ghost quietly. I prayed in bed at night, Lisa laying there sleeping. She don't know I'm praying. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And then there's times I get up out of bed. Because I can tell you something's happening inside and this ain't going well. If this, this ain't going to, this ain't working. And I got to get up and close the door. Now you already got the carnal Christian sitting there going, I don't believe a word of it. No, you don't. And you will never fulfill the call of God on your life. No, because you are not smarter than God. You think you are. I got a book. I know you got a book. But your book ain't got everything in it. No, it doesn't. Years ago, I'm riding down 441 on my motorcycle. I didn't have enough air in the rear tire, and I did not know it. And I turned into a shopping center, and the, the crash bar hit the concrete and rolled me in that bike. And I mean, bike fell, and I rolled down the road. Barbara Neff was our secretary at the time, and she's in her office in there. And the Holy Ghost hit her. Pray now. Yes. And she jumped up and said, Satan, you will not kill the pastor in the name of Jesus. Right. Amen. Boy, am I glad I had a Holy Ghost woman sitting there ready to pray for me. Boy, I'm glad. What's up? Devil, don't you bother him right now. <laughs> well, I don't see the need in that. Well, that's why people are dying around you. I'm going to tell you another story. Y'all ready for another story? I'm going to tell you a serious one. Um, let's, let's talk about Nancy dying and going to hell. Let's talk about raising somebody from the dead. You want to know about raising somebody from the dead? Jesus groaned within himself. I don't know. There's no dignified way to groan. But I was in Martha's house, Lisa's parents' house, and we're having a Bible study. And I'm going to tell you the story now. And I was teaching, David was there, and Dan was there, and Cheryl was there, and Martha and Bill were there, and Lisa and I were there, and the boys were there, and Linda was there, and Sean. It was just a Bible study. Holy Ghost came on me and said, pray and pray now. Pray and pray now. And I began praying, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost said this to me. Listen to me. I know that you think you know everything. But the, the average church member is as dumb as a rock when it comes to the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit whispered in my ear and he began to weep. Please, please, please do not stop. Please do not stop. Please do not stop. And I am weeping, and I am crying, and I'm screaming, I am lost, I am lost, and I am lost, and I didn't learn it in a book. And my sister had died and gone to hell. 
and God had come upon me to get me to pray. And intercession is when you take the place of another person. You feel what they feel. You're going through what they go through. I felt lost. I can feel the fire. I can feel the screen. I can feel it inside of me. And I'm in the room and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. And I'm groaning and snot is running out of my nose. And I'm slobbering and I'm crying. And a half an hour later, I begin to laugh and I begin to laugh and I begin to laugh. And God said, thank you, son. Thank you, thank you. I said, oh God, who am I praying for? He said, you're praying for Nancy Carr on the phone. And I went home and called her. I said, where are you? Mark picked up the phone and said, she left. She's in Boston. I said, give me her cell number. I said, Nancy, where are you? She goes, I'm in Boston. She said, I left Mark. I said, Lisa, get a ticket, get her home. Got her house, got her born again. I know y'all are smart, but you're not that smart. I don't care what you think you know. You don't know everything. You don't learn how to be led by the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost told Peter, you go to Cornelius' house. You go to this Gentile. Yeah, but I don't do that. I know, but you're going to. Well, that's not in the Bible. I understand, but you go anyway. There's a lot of stuff not in this Bible, guys. Well, this, this, your, your youth don't want your Christianity because it's not producing. You want a Christianity that produces? You better let the Holy Ghost move. You better give him reign in your church. Is there things going to happen that'll, that'll be flesh? Yes. There will always be people coming in. You can't stop goofiness. You'll kill the move of God if you want to hinder everybody. Is there going to be flesh? Yes, there's going to be. Will people bark like dogs? Probably. <laughs> but you can't kill the whole move of God because somebody's going to get off. How am I doing? Good. Folks, there's more, to the, there's more to God than this. I was down in Cuba and the Lord said to me, what are you doing down here? I said, that's a dumb question. You're the one that said go into all the world. He said, I didn't tell you to come here. I told you to go to a popkin. Now get out of here and go home. That's embarrassed me. I, I mean, God whipped up on me. I know he don't ever get angry according to your books, but he gets angry with me. I came back. When he tells you to be in a certain, certain church, you might want to stay where he told you to stay. Are you a tree of righteousness? I don't know whether, I don't know whether y'all ever notice this. Most trees are not jumping from yard to yard. You're never going to get anything if you, don't, if you don't learn to just stay somewhere long enough to get rooted and planted. The church you're going to is as sorry as this one. I know the pastor. 
Not necessarily. Come on, y'all. Listen to me. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. Falling out in the power. What in the world is that about? Explain to your relatives why we have people that cover your legs when you fall. I mean, can't God heal you standing up? What's with this? Well, when I become God, I'll explain to you why he knocks people down. But until then, he can do what he can knock them in. He wants to knock them down. (laughs) It's time for us to quit telling God how to run his church. Churches in America are in a dangerous spot of dying because we've turned into a denomination. Well, a word. Yo, stiff thing, you better listen to God. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 5. Listen, forget that clock. I ain't watching it. You just, I'm about to take it off the wall. I'm just... Anybody in here other than me want to move a God? I've been listening to prophecies. The prophets are saying, the prophets have been saying that there is a move of God that that will outdo everything we've ever seen up until this day. But every church will not be a part of that. And every Christian will not be a part of that. You've got to choose. I will be a part of that. And I'm going to tell y'all something, you sweet little darlings. It's going to be a move of the word and the spirit. When God tells you to share the gospel with someone, you need to hear from God. Jesus went to the pool of Siloam. He only talked to one guy. You guys would have started a campaign. There's a lot of stuff going on in churches God didn't tell anybody to do it. For the 99% of y'all that still like me, the book of Ephesians chapter 5, look at this. See then you walk circumspectly, not as a fool, but wise. Redeem the time. The days are evil. Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. He's not talking about just the Bible. I've read that scripture for years and years and years now. Understand the will of God. The word of God is the will of God. The word of God is the will of God. The word of God is the will of God. And I'm saying, Lord, show me more in the Word. Show me more in the Word. Show me more in the Word. And then it dawned on me, he's not talking about just the Word. The will of God for my life is not in that book. Apopka is not in here. I looked in the concordance. (laughs) Lisa's not even in here. I looked in that too. Closest I got was Elizabeth, and she died a long time ago. So how do you know where you're supposed to go? How do you know where you're supposed to be? Problems? No, darling. Problems aren't a sign you're supposed to change. That's right. That's right. We would have. Or I would have a long time ago. Well, I tried that. Well, you didn't do good because you're not very good. Why don't you go learn to do your job instead of quitting every time something doesn't go right? 
How do you know the will of God? You better ask God. You better ask God, what is it? Where do you want me? Where do you want me? What do you want me doing? Honey, you have no idea, but I spend the week praying. God, I got a sermon, but if it ain't it, you show me. I'll change it. I'll change it, God. I'll change it. And if I get a check mark, I just pray, I pray, and I pray, and I pray, and then all of a sudden I get this, yeah. And I go, is that it, God? And I go, yeah. Woo, yeah. Woo, yeah. That's God. Because if I'm reading this and going, I don't know, 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 I don't know about that, I don't know. I got friends that say, I've already got next Christmas sermon. I don't have next Sundays. I'm not that smart. I got a couple ideas, but they're just ideas. And between now and then, I will be praying in the Holy Ghost. What do you want to do next week? Hallelujah. Jesus, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you all when I changed. And I'm going to tell you that I've made mistakes. One Sunday, we were in the other church building at 12 o'clock. I'm up here closing. The Holy Ghost said, there are sick people here. What are you going to do about it? And I bowed my head and I said, I wasn't planning on doing nothing about it. (laughs) It's 12 o'clock. They're hungry. They're not going to stay here for another 30 minutes while I pray for the sick. And I didn't do it. Uh Uh-uh, no, y'all don't know what y'all are like. Y'all got that redeeming the time scripture down. Y'all got that one. (laughs) We had a church of about 150, 180, 75, 200 people. Move of God every Sunday. And I want to know why we weren't growing. And I started looking around at other preachers that were telling me that the way I was doing it was wrong. And I changed. I did. And we became like them, dead. I'm coming home. Now, I'm going to be a word man. I'll, I'll, listen, I'm not throwing my Bible away. I didn't say I'm not going to be a word man. But I'm going to tell you right in the middle of my sermon, if he tells me to pray for you, we're stopping the sermon right now and coming over there and laying our hands on you and praying for you. And if all of y'all want to sit and watch, then sit and watch. Or you can dive into the move of God. Hey, how about one more? How about one more? What if we're up here worshiping and the Holy Ghost tells y'all to start worshiping God and the Holy Ghost breaks out and people start dancing? Come on, I mean, I'm being serious with y'all. I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you an insight. Maybe I shouldn't. But I'm gonna give you some insight because some of y'all are so intellectual you can't follow God. You know in the book, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits, when it says that Kenneth Hagin pointed at that guy and he danced in the Holy Ghost? That's me. I, I'm the guy in the book. 
I'm famous. <laughs> Lisa, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. So after I got through dancing in the Holy Ghost, I'm a, I can't make it up. I wish I could do it without the Holy Ghost. But, but it, it, it looks like a chicken. It just, it looks, it looks like a chicken who someone cut its head off and it's just, I don't know how to, I can't do it without God. When I sat down, I said, God, what, what's that for? He said, it breaks poverty. Yes. Now, in y'all's lightning fast mind, tell me how. I don't know. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? There was a preacher friend of Kenneth Hagin's that said his church was debt free because the Lord said, dance the money in. I, I got a question for you. What are you going to do when you're home praying and the Holy Ghost says, dance? Lord, that really makes no sense. Stay broke. I'm, I'm trying to get y'all out of your head. You have two minds in you. You got yours, not much there. And you have his. Y'all get this. He knows more than you do. He knows what's out there. He knows what's not out there. He knows what you need. He knows what you don't need. I'm not done. I've been sitting at home before trying to pray. God, I need to pray. And he'll say, sing. And I'll sing a minute, and then I'll go back. I said, help me, help me pray. He said, sing. Shirley has had that happen. I cannot tell you how many times. If you've ever come to the Monday night, there are times they'll just start singing. That, what are you doing? You're doing a lot more than you think you are. Because the, 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 um, the, the Lord inhabits those praises. Anybody, are y'all getting this? Are you getting this? This is a Holy Ghost sermon. I didn't, I, I didn't read this in a book. I got this from God. He said, you preach this in your church Sunday. This is a word. You remember in the book of Revelation? Then Rick Renner wrote the book and says, and, and the book, No Compromise, and he was talking about the churches. He said, say this to the church in fire tower. Jesus has a message for this church. And this is it. Now, I'm going to tell you all something. There will be people in this church who will not go. Don't worry about it. Leave it alone. There will be people, new people who will come. I'm going to tell you, there are more hungry people in this city than you have ever imagined. And they want to walk in a church where God is showing up. Now, you're going to say to me, isn't that flesh? Yes. 
Well, you're dancing. Aren't you dancing in the flesh? Yes. That's all I have is my flesh. But what's happening in your spirit is going to manifest outwardly. So I'm going to say something that if you never shout, you don't have a shout in your heart. Now, I didn't say scream just to scream. I didn't say that. There are times when the Holy Ghost gets on you and you're just sitting there going, Woo! Glory! I was at Mark Hankins' meeting this week and I was over in the corner by myself over there and I had it in my heart just glory. Glory. Glory! 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 Why? Man, my insides were, were jumping with joy. And I, glory to God. Glory to God. I'm not letting my flesh rule me. Now, I'm not going to act a donkey just to, just to joke, just to act up. If he ain't moving, sit down. There are times in the meeting, people are running, I'm just sitting. I'm fine. Just don't. And then Trina got up. Good Lord. She opened her mouth and the Holy Ghost hit me and I took off. <laughs> the other guy, hey, I ain't getting nothing out of that. You know, are y'all okay with all this? You and I have to learn in church to listen to God. You, one more time. You've got to learn in here to listen to God. Matter of fact, you should learn to listen to him when he tells you to come. Oh, I just felt like standing bad. I know. That's why you don't hear God real good. You're, you can desensitize your spirit to where you can't hear. And I'm going to tell you this you'll miss his destiny because you won't get it any other way than by the Holy Ghost. That's a powerful statement. What's the Lord want me to do? I don't have any idea what he wants you to do. You're going to find that out. But you might want to spend some time with him because you're not going to get it out of your head. It ain't coming out of your head. And you're not going to get it from your relatives because they're going to give you a list of colleges you should be at. Oh, God, this generation is so screwed up, it ain't even funny. Laborers in the harvest, and three-quarters of them sitting in a dead college. God, help us. I'm prophesying right now. I'm not in, I'm not in the natural right now. I'm, I just stepped over into the gift of prophecy. Don't you, you, you better hear God. You say, but I don't hear him good. That's why I'm here preaching. I got one more I'm going to read to you. I know it's 15 after. Y'all don't worry about that clock. 
I may just take it down and throw it on the trash. I may just take it off the wall. <laughs> Here's something Smith Wigglesworth said. God put us in a place where he expects us to have the latest revelation. The revelation of the marvelous fact of Christ inside of us. What in the world did you learn that for? And what it really means. We can understand Christ fully only as we're filled with overflowing with the Spirit of God. You'll never really understand in Him realities without being full of the Holy Ghost. It's a philosophy to you. Our only safeguard from dropping back into your natural mind from which you can never get anything from God is to be filled and filled again with the Spirit of God and taken to new visions and revelations. The book of Acts is our blueprint for the church. You need to read it one day and notice how many times the Holy Ghost said to Philip, join yourself to that chariot. Now, take him down to another city. and Listen, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit said, Holy Spirit said, Holy Spirit said, when I'm in an airplane, I want that man talking to me. You want him talking to you. I am a pilot and I'm a good one, but I don't want to be out there by myself. I'm a Christian. I'm a word man. and I don't want to do this by myself. I could start right now and at six o'clock tonight tell you story after story after story after story of God the Holy Ghost leading me and showing me what to do. And I will tell you this in closing. If it wasn't for him, I would be dead. I remember Andrew telling the story of the man that was praying for his son. Prayed all he knew. And the Holy Ghost said, you're praying wrong. Listen to me. He had the book. Everything was right. But he didn't get it until the Holy Ghost said. Now, I understand. Listen, I'm not telling you to throw the book away. I'm not telling you to throw the Bible away. I'm just telling you there's things that you, you could be, well, just make an adjustment right here, son. Just make an adjustment right here. You'll get it. There are too many Christians, too many Christians, even in this church right here. You're running by your brain alone. You're good people. You're messing up. You're messing up. Are y'all ready for us to just start kicking this church up a notch? Can we just kick it up a notch? If it gets a little wild, and even if it gets flesh, even if it's flesh, can, we, can you handle a little flesh? You're going to have goofy people come in. When you start having a crazy, they come in. They just come in. They're goofy. They're crazy. But I'm not going to stop them. You can't, you can't, if you pull the weeds up, you're going to pull the tares with it. Leave the weeds alone. People have told Rodney Howard Brown, you need to stop all the craziness. No. That's not his job. That's God's job. Are there crazy people in the church? Yeah, there's crazy people in the church. Some of them came from here and went down there. I saw them. I'm I'm teasing y'all. I'm teasing y'all.
How many of y'all ready to start being a little bit more Holy Ghost? Kenneth Hagin said, there is a move of God that will be lost to this generation if we do not teach them. I have it in my heart to start teaching you more about this. Are we going to miss it? Probably. So don't be so ugly with me. I rode a bike and I crashed it. But I learned to ride it. I rode a horse. I fell off. But I learned to ride. We might, we might fall off the horse a little bit. We might get a little off. It's better than being dead, isn't it? Father God, thank you. I have taken what's in my heart and I have literally emptied my soul. I poured everything in me out. I, I know, Father, that I know, that I know, that I know. There are healings that should be happening beyond people's faith. The gifts of the Spirit, I know that. You know that. There are gifts of the Spirit that should be more prominent in this church and others. You know that. I know that. You said to contend for it. I'm not even sure what that means, Father. I know, I know what it'll look like when we're done. I know the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I know what it'll look like. There, there's going to be victory. There's going to be. But I also know it's going to look like a train wreck sometimes. I know, I know that. I know that. But I'm okay. Father, I hope everybody in this church is, is in agreement with me that it's time to move in you, to move on. There's people that we work with that need to get saved. There's family members that are not coming in to this church unless you're here. There's young people. They will be lost. They've never seen God. They've heard a philosophy, but they've never seen you. They need to see you. I want them to see you. Father, if I've missed it, I repent. I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this church. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this church. I'm asking you, during our worship, to move, lead us and guide us and show us. We won't be crazy just to be crazy. But we also won't stop you. Father God, we love you. We're good Christians. We just want to learn to tap into your mind. I want to know what you're saying to us. I may not know everything, but I know you do. And I humble myself before you. I submit myself to you. I know there's preachers who don't agree with this, and I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. That's not my concern. I'm okay. I know what you're saying to me. And maybe, maybe this church has a little different call on it. I don't know. But from its beginning, it always has been a Holy Ghost church. It's always been a Holy Ghost church. It was a Holy Ghost church before I came. You didn't change. But thank you for your presence. Jesus' name. Y'all ready for more, God? 
Anybody here handle a little more of God? I'm going, to tell you, I'm going to tell you this prophetically. We've got people in this church that have a mighty call of God. A mighty call of God. And God wants to work in them. He needs a platform for them. There was a preacher that went to North Carolina. It was raining one night. He got invited to a revival in a church. Nobody showed up. And this guy's a big preacher. This guy, this guy, this man preached to thousands and thousands of people. He ended up in a little church in North Carolina one night and preached, and one, one kid got saved. And he wrote in his diary, tonight was a total flop. I missed God. One boy came to Jesus. I think his name was Billy Graham. You have no idea who's sitting in this church. You might be sitting here with the next Joyce Myers sitting in this church. Boy, God is so awesome. I love y'all. 